Yo, this is Jerry Sylvester, and you're listening to For Those Who Know. This season, we'll talk with artists, musicians, and other creatives, journalists, educators, and anyone else who's contributing to the culture, pushing the needle and stretching the margins. From one-on-one conversations to roundtable discussions, covering everything from hip-hop to quantum physics. Wait. Wait, okay, no, not actual quantum physics, okay? But if you're unfamiliar with black culture, then it might just sound like it. (laughs) Addressing the world the only way we know how, talking about it. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Let's go. Yo, this is your first time listening. Where you been? If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Yeah, you're listening to, for those who know, this is episode seven, and I'm Jerry Sylvester. Um, yo, we back, and... Um, Am I on? You, <laughs> you, you are on, <laughs> but you just interrupted my intro. <laughs> yo, um, we back, episode seven, we're back with a guest. Um, you know, really, really excited to uh, introduce this brother in a few minutes. Um, first, I want to uh, pay the bills real quick. Where I'm at, where I'm at. Um, yo, um, welcome back to the show. And um, you know, I'm definitely about to you know try to keep things a little bit more consistent for you all, for the listeners. Um, you know, we, we've kind of had like an off kilter schedule here. Um, you know, just trying to find um, you know the mode that works the best for us as far as like getting out these episodes. Um, so I appreciate. Um, you know, your patience and, uh, and you rock with me. But, um, yo, we're going to hop right into it, man. I have a really, um, really amazing guest here with me tonight. Um, a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine, uh, but more importantly, um, you know, someone who, you know, I know has an amazing story um, and, you know, a lot of insight to share. And so, you know, I think this is going to be dope. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, man, I have uh, my man, Justin Smith, um, in the studio with me tonight. Um, hey Justin, there. hey, yo, yo, yo. Um, I just put my sunglasses on like I'm a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel more comfortable. Uh, yo, that, that's how I, I want you to feel comfortable. I put my sunglasses on at 10, 21 at night. Yes, and, and, and we're indoors. And we're indoors. Um <laughs> Come up a little bit closer on the mic, though, because I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we, we, we get all, all the audio. Because, you know, niggas be complaining about my, my audio quality. We're working on it. We're trying to get, my, we're trying to get it crispy for y'all. Um, Justin Smith is... What's up, guys? Um, yo, yo, dog, let me, yo, let me get this, yo, let me get this intro oh, I out. I could, like, say hello, like, as you're introducing. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I'm just happy um, to be here. My bad. Justin Smith, he is a... Um, graduate of Arizona State University, um, graduated from um, School of Film, minored in photography. Um, he currently um, works at Milk Studios in Los Angeles, the City of Angels, um, born and raised in Inglewood. Um, Justin has worked on um, and worked with every uh, major fashion brand from GQ to L to Bazaar um, to Vogue um, as a photo assistant, 
Um, and you, you started working uh, with uh, Milk Studios back in 2013. Am I correct? Is it that long ago? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I've been with Milk Studios in LA for quite some time. It's rather awesome. Uh, I am from Los Angeles, Englewood, California. It's the wood. The wood. Uh, That's how we do this in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Omar Um I love my city very much. It's the greatest city on earth. Hey, can I say something before we go any further? Yo, uh, yo, sidebar, a lot of New York cats may feel some very way about that. Yeah, let them know that. Okay, all right. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to say that we're recording this on Mother's Day and that if you're a mother... Um, Happy Mother's Day! You are literally the light in, uh, the light in this world, and men like myself, uh, mm -hmm. pretty much anyone in this world, wouldn't be here without you. Absolutely. And you are very freaking awesome. And uh, to Our my own personal mother, I love you dearly. And uh, Mama Duke, she my heart. Happy Mother's Day! I love you all. Enjoy. That was beautiful, man. You're a good son. I try to <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's hop right into it, man. Mm -hmm. We here. You here in New York. You're visiting. Yo, I'm, I'm happy to see I love New York. It. It's awesome. I'm so happy to be here. It's super rad. I'm glad it only rained for like mm, four hours while I've been out here. <laughs> Other than that, you know, you got some decent weather. I didn't have to carry an umbrella on me. It's been real dope. It's been real awesome. The weather's been great. Um, so, you know, before we really, really dig in, um, I kind of want to give some context. I don't know, you know, we, we've spoken about this like offline. Um, this is my first time seeing you um, since I moved to New York, um, which was January 2015. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, um, I saw this man. He surprised me in Phoenix. I had a going away concert. I had a show. It was like a fundraiser. Um, it was a beautiful show. Shout out to Habit. Um, he came out to LA from LA as well to perform with me, um, and you showed up as well. Mm -hmm. You surprised me on my going away show. Of course. To uh, before before I, I touched down and, and made moves to New York, man. And so this is my first time yeah. seeing you since then, two years ago, man. And you know, I'm I'm very happy to see you. Um, yeah. Um, you want to know what's crazy? This is how how far back and deep my my friendship and brotherhood goes with you. One of your album covers, mm -hmm. which I found recently, is literally shot on my grandmother's couch. Yes! Rest in peace. Oh my goodness. So, You're like, right. That's, that's yo, bruh. yo, actually, yo, damn, okay. So the album that you're talking about mm -hmm. was my album that I dropped in 2012, Jerry Fadola, which is um, a entire album that is dedicated in memoriam to my mother who I lost to breast cancer. So, um, but the album is dope. It's amazing. One time for Ma Dukes. One time for Ma Dukes, word life. Um, and it's dope. And it's crazy because like me, Mace, and uh, Sam I Am mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. out to visit you <laughs> in LA. Yeah. Um, yes. Yo, we were all like crowded sleep in like the den you would have yeah. sleeping <laughs> in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, oh my, I totally forgot that. Sam shot the picture, and it was crazy because after he gave me those shots back, I was like, yo, this is it. Yeah. This is the album cover. And, it, and it's funny because, like, the original shot, like, Mace is, like, sitting, like, right next to yeah. me <laughs> in that photo, and I diddy crop Mace out the photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, yo, yes, y'all can Google this. Yo, Jerry Fadolo, 
Um, 3426 West 81st Street, Inglewood, California. Inglewood, in California. And in your <laughs> grandmother's home. Yeah. My album cover, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Damn, man, that's beautiful, yo. Um, yo, there's a lot of layers here tonight, man, and I, I, I kind of I want to, you know, peel into some of those. I don't want to take too much time. Yo, you already let me know. You're not trying to be here for two hours. Um, I, d- <laughs> I just said that because I really want some pizza. <laughs> That's all. Yo, um, we took, yo, me and other homies, we took, we took Justin out to uh, Prince Street Pizza. They are known for their legendary spicy, spicy squares. squares. Yo, yo, spicy squares. Fam, if you have not been to Prince Street, make sure you go. Yo, um, it's down if, here in Soho. Even if Prince Street Pizza wasn't that good, I'd probably still go just so I could say, yo, let me get two spicy squares. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Spicy Squares are phenomenal. Shout out to Lustrous B. He's the one that uh Shout that out. that put us all on uh that put us all on that. Yo, um, Lustrous B, I love you, but you drink your beers with two hands. <laughs> and I just want you to know that that was very weird. <laughs> Bruce, that was real weird. Yo, you got to chill. <laughs> he said, Hold on, let me take a sip. <laughs> Yo. Yo, you gotta chill. Yo, that's <laughs> jokes. Um, all right. So, as I've mentioned, you know, there's there's a lot of layers here um, that maybe you're not even aware of. Um, one, for those of you who don't know, um, even the very name of this podcast, and that's why, yo, that's why this is so dope for me. Um, the name of the podcast um, derives from something that I heard you say when we were in college. Um, so to give y'all a little bit of a context, in undergrad, um, Justin, as well as uh, Abe Cox, who you all met and heard on episode three, um, they used to do this thing. Shout out to Abe Cox. Shout out to Abe. Uh, y'all used to do this thing where you would shake hands with your left hand. You would <laughs> shake hands with your left hand. <laughs> And you would always say, for those who know. I remember that. Oh, it's funny. And I remember like one time, like, like we shook hands left-handed, and you were just like, shh, it's for those who know. And I was like, yo, okay, I'm with it. Yo, that's jiggy. And, and, and like, yo, this is like, you know, maybe almost 10 years ago. But it's something that just always stuck with me. Um, that's, that's funny. That takes it way back. Um, do you remember that? I do. I totally, I totally remember like shaking hands with my left hand with you in the MU and just being like, for those who know. But now, <laughs> now that I'm so far like removed from that and I've forgotten about that, now like if someone were to shake my hand with or offer their left hand, unless they're disabled, um, <laughs> I'd probably call them out and be like, yo, that's a little disrespectful. Just, you know. I'd, yeah. Right, because of cultural context. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I totally remember being in college and thinking that it was totally cool to like have our own little thing. Me and Abe still have our own little thing. Um, Abe, you know what I'm talking about. Shout out to do the right thing. Um, <laughs> I'm, not even gonna, I'm, I'm not even gonna touch that. Nope. But uh, I'm not even gonna touch that. But yeah, that's that's very funny. That takes it way back. All right. So now that we laid the 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 groundwork, um, yo man, I I kind of want to get into your experiences. I want to talk about your journey to now, mm-hmm. um, and kind of about your outlook about where you're headed mm-hmm. creatively. 
and 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 really just kind of you know kind of you know expound on some of the experiences that you've had or that you've been privy to and that you've been um, fortunate to be a part of um, because of the industry that you work in now, which is um, photography. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Milk Studios. Uh, all right, so I work for Milk in LA. Um, Milk Studios, it was, it was started here in New York. Um, they're over there on Chelsea. Um, and uh, I've been with them for like four years. A um, mm. little backstory. So my one of my mentors is um, just the amazing Jonathan Mannion. And I met Mannion. You beat me to it. I was going to bring it up, but you beat me to it. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Sidebar, you, you, you interned for Mannion back in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came out here. Um, so before, okay, let's, 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 let's go to there. Mm -hmm. All right, and then let's bounce to, uh, to currently at Milk. Mm -hmm. So you graduate from film school. Mm -hmm. Film school. Mm -hmm. How did you end up interning for a photographer? So, so I still... I was still in school when I interned for Mannion. What happened is basically when I was in Arizona, I, I interned, or I mean, I worked full-time at, uh, or part-time at ASU Gamage, which is the theater, um, directly under uh, Colleen Jennings Rogensack, who's one of the most pivotal black women in Arizona, if not just the theater community. Much love. And um, so I worked for her, and one of the exhibits they were bringing to ASU was basically a lecture talk with um, Jonathan Mannion as the photographer and Daniel Bernard Romain, who's an amazing musician. And I got to sit in on the meeting, and I remember I was like around like all these white people in the meeting, and uh, none of them like really could grasp how tight he was. Mm -hmm. But like I was like majoring in film and minoring in photo. And so I was like sitting there like, yo, this dude is like G. So I remember Twitter was like super popping back then, and I like I tweeted him while I was sitting in the meeting. Something like super cocky, <laughs> stupid, young, dumb, idiot. Like, I was like, yo, sitting in a meeting with Jonathan Mannion, this guy's a legend, blah, blah, blah. Anywho, my, my boss introduces me to him after, and he's like, I was like, hey, I'm Justin, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hold up, did you just tweet me in the oh, meeting? Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and my boss looked at me like just flipped out, and, he, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, cool, man, I respect that. And then he gave me his info. And wow. ever since then, like, I kind of just, like, every now and then if I had, like, thoughts that I was doing for, like, either a shoot or, like, mm -hmm. a short film I was working on or blah, 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 like, I would always hit him. And he's always, like, quick on the email or on the text with just, like, yeah. words of advice and blah, blah, blah. Yo, don't ever say it's just Twitter. <laughs> don't ever say it's just yeah. Twitter. Yo, people's dreams are happening. Basically, basically. Yeah, that's yo, and that's yo, that's yo, that's early Twitter. Yeah, it's early Twitter. Early Twitter. Yeah. Like it was it was just yeah. popping. Just popping. Wow. So um it was like early enough where you like couldn't get caught up on it yet. Yeah. Um anywho. Uh so so you so you connected with Mannion. Yeah, so I, I I would talk to him and then basically I was supposed to intern in LA that summer with Paramount Pictures. Mm -hmm. Um and I hit him up, and I was like, yo, man, I, I got this internship in L.A., but I don't know much about photo, but I want to come out to New York and, like, learn if you would let me. And basically, he was just like, yo, if you get a flight out here, I'll give you a job for a few months. Wow. And so I turned down an internship at Paramount Pictures. At Paramount Pictures. Which uh, I think my mom, like, just recently forgave me for. <laughs> it worked out, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It worked out. And I went out to New York with, like, no place to stay. Like, I just thugged it out. Yeah. And 
I remember. Uh, I landed in New York on a Sunday. I texted him, like, yo, I'm here. He was like, all right, meet me on 15th and 9th tomorrow, 8 a.m. And basically, that's Milk Studios New York. And we were mm-hmm. doing a shoot for uh, Carmelo Anthony, like, that day. Wow. So for those, of the, for those of you who are unaware who Jonathan Mannion is, one, do your Googles. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say too much more than that. Do your Googles. But I will say that Mannion is, with great certainty, considered a crown jewel in hip-hop photography. This man... If you're listening to a rap album right now, he probably shot the cover. Probably. <laughs> most certainly, he is responsible for some of the most seminal covers in hip-hop history. Everything from, you know, XXL, Vibe Source, to album covers. Um... Real quick, Mayan's first and probably most legendary gig was Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. So that's all I'm, I'm going to really touch on yeah. for that. Do your Googles, Jonathan Mannion. Can I tell a funny story about hit me. the first day I worked with him? Yeah, hit me. So really quick, um, I show up to set, and for some reason, I thought it was cool. That was like the, the fade, the days where like you would wear tape on your glasses in the middle, even if like the bridge wasn't necessarily broken. Yeah. Like I just wanted to be Dwayne Wayne so bad. <laughs> and I get to set and like shake hands. What's up? Good to see you, man. Welcome to New York. Blah blah blah. And he kind of leans over and he's like, "Yo, man, like, what's up with the tape on your glasses?" And I and I was just like, "I don't know. I thought it was cool." And he like made a joke, like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, nah, you should take it off." <laughs> but I didn't really recognize how serious he was about it, and so I like didn't take it off. And then he kept making subtle hints and jokes about it all day. And then like a few hours later, at one point, his assistant, his studio manager, um, Alexis. Bless her heart. She, I, I love that girl. <laughs> she basically comes up to me and she's like, hey, so um, we're going to have to have you take like that tape off your glasses. It's just he's not really feeling that. Um, <laughs> Yo, yeah, let's just let's just take it deep on you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was so hurt. I didn't know he was serious. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I felt like such an idiot. I was like, yo, this is day one. Oh, no. Like, I'm about to have to go back to Arizona. <laughs> Doug, you don't want to catch um, a brick. Yeah, you don't want to catch a brick, B. You don't want to catch a brick. Anywho, um, I just want to say, yo, everything I'm doing now with Milk, with Photo, with, you know, my business, everything, it pretty much, I mean, obviously, everyone plays a role in your life. Sure. But... Everything professionally pretty much stemmed from from that experience John, with Mannion. From Mannion that summer with Jonathan Mannion, and he's my big brother. I love him to death, and uh, you know, just uh, he's the man. So much love. So, speaking on Mannion, and and before we before we pivot back to Milk, um, you told me a story once. I because I, I I remember when you were out here um, grinding practically and, and and working with Mannion. I remember you told me a story once about how. Um, you all had just finished rap, rapping set for, for the day. And um, everyone was cleaning up, and the trash needed to be taken out. Mm-hmm. And you told me how, like, you were just like, I don't know if like, you were like, you know, wrapping up cores or whatever, but you saw Mannion taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just how, like, how like, that just kind of affected yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've obviously, like, learned a great deal and still am from him, but, like, it was little things like that that were, like, the gems that sometimes, like, aren't even spoken, but you just notice from afar that, like, 
kind of tell you everything about who you want to be mm-hmm. as an artist. You know what I mean? Like I, now. So as what, well, well, I mean, like, what was it about that 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 he's you know what I mean? Because niggas take out the trash all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's, it was very simply the fact that he did not have to. He doesn't have to. Right. Um, and it it's I don't know, man. It's 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 just uh, it it kind of it put me in check, like. It was also like he cared enough, mm-hmm. you know, about every aspect of it. Every aspect of of the day, about his craft, of, you know, and it just it made me just recognize like that's what I learned from him, is that like there should be there should be no job ever too big to scare you, mm-hmm. and there should be no job ever too small that you think you're above it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like any opportunity that comes your way. Like it should, like your first reaction should always be like, I can do that. Yeah. No matter what, and mm-hmm. then you deal with the fear later. You mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. But there's also like, no matter what, you like, it's it's nothing too small for you. Like there's no little guy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's you just you get that shit done. You yeah. know. And now like as a professional, and you know in the world of you know as a as a photo assistant and blah 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 like. Like you, you just figure that shit out. You get it done. You no, know, like it doesn't matter what needs to be done. Like just, just do it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really have any like crazy like, you know, esoteric words about you know that idea. But it was just like, it hit me like, yo, like, word. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. 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 That, that, that's what's up, and I, I appreciate that. I mean, I, 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 I appreciated it then, cause just cause like you said, it's like, you know, it shows you. More than anything, it shows you his character. Yeah. It's Yo, so- you said I was struggling that summer. I don't think struggle, like, defines it. I was <laughs> broke. I was... <laughs> dog. Dog, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Did I ever tell you about, like, me having to, like, take the train, but I couldn't afford to take the train back? No. Yo. I'm not kidding. There was a day where I went up, and this, this, this will go... Dog. Oh, my God. This will, like, go to show... You never know what's gonna come from some of your like just rainiest days. Yeah. All right. You know how I have I had my show at the Ice House. Yes, I remember what that. Was that. Like we are rebels or whatever, and yes. I had like a bunch of images that I shot in in Harlem and Washington Heights. I do and, remember. And, like some of like the kids and blah blah blah. So those are some of like my like just most prized like photos I ever shot. That day was like the absolute unequivocal worst day of my life, at least mm. in New York. I remember I went up to Harlem. I went to go shoot, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I was off that day. I must not have checked my bank account. Because <laughs> when it came time, I was staying on 10th and Broadway. I was shooting on like 125th. I go to take the train back, and I realize I have no money on my card. <laughs> so I'm like, word. I metro cannot, card. No money yeah, on your metro card. No money on my metro card. All right. I was gonna buy a new metro card, didn't have enough money to buy a new metro card. I checked my account, it said I had like two dollars in my checking account Yo. and like 85 cents in my savings account. Mm. Bruh, my immediate reaction was like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, can I curse on this? Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> uh, shit, fuck, damn. Get it um, out the way. <laughs> <laughs> my immediate reaction was like, all right, uh, I'll just walk home, I guess. Again, I'm on like 125th. Where were you staying at? And I was staying on 10th and Broadway. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. 
So you was like way Anyone uptown. that's listening to this that's in New York knows like that nigga that's, is tripping. Yeah, that was a hike. So I walked, I must have got about five blocks. <laughs> and I was like, nah. Yo, I tell you, I found a Chase Bank. I go in there. When I tell you there is nothing but gorgeous black women working in that Chase Bank that day. Of course, day, it's Harlem. Yo, so I go to the one dude that's in there. I like whispered and I'm like, hey man. <laughs> For the low, like, yo, I need to transfer 70 cents from my savings account to my checking account so I can buy a single ride on the Metro. <laughs> Yo. This is like a transfer. You gotta understand, like, this is like, this is like 2010. So, like, I didn't have, like, the Chase app on my BlackBerry or nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is, was, I didn't yeah. have an iPhone yet. You know what I mean? It wasn't I could just, like, do that real quick. Yeah. Um, so he transferred, like, like the 85 cents from my savings to my checking account. <laughs> and then I, yo, and then as I'm walking out the bank, for some reason, my mom called me just to check in. She's yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Just want to make sure you're good. Do you need anything? Yeah. I'm all like about to, on the verge of tears, <laughs> like not trying to ask my mom yeah. for money. I'm like, I'm good, mom. You, t- you told oh, her you were fine. <laughs> hey, hey. I bought a single ride, took my ass to 10th and Broadway, Yo. and went to sleep. Pri- <laughs> hey, pride, pride will have you out here that hurting. That was the worst day ever. But from that day, mm-hmm. I mean, look what came out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's no, no, that that's dope. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, that's that's because I mean, from that experience, like that's the day that you earned. Yeah, you earned that day. Yeah, yeah, man, that shit still gives me goosebumps. Anywho, so okay, so you interview or you interview you intern with Jonathan Mayan for the summer. Mm. Um, how does that lead to um, a position at Milk Studios in Los Angeles? Uh, so I I. Um, this the internship with Mannion was before the summer before my senior year in college, mm-hmm. so I went back to ASU, uh, got my degree. Side note: When I took my last final, I literally the day of my last final at ASU, took it, ran out the door. Ryan Mason picked me up. We drove to LA and went to the Watch the Throne concert. That shit was very tight. Um, wow, yo, that so, wow. So Mace, I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. When I moved back to LA after I graduated, um, I was working at Lids, the hat shop. I remember. Yeah. I remember you. Oh, Yo, I hated that. <laughs> I hated that so bad, because it was in my hometown too. So like. Yeah. It's oh like, my, oh my goodness, I would see people from from high school. It's like, like being back. It's like, <laughs> it's oh, so yo, what bad. are you doing? Yo, it's good to see mall. you. So you could hook it up with a hat. Fuck me. Um, anywho, so uh, I was working with them for maybe like a couple months, and then. Uh, I was still talking to Manning every now and then, and mm-hmm. uh, I hit him up. I was like, yo, man, like, I don't know what to do for a job. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, well, why don't you intern at Milk? Um, and uh, I know you got to go through an internship process before you get hired mm-hmm. and, uh, and go from there. So I, I emailed them, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, side note, kids always check your resumes because when I sent my resume to Milk, mm-hmm. the, object- the uh, objective section technically said I was like, to try and get a job at Siren Studios. I never changed it. Like, I just, I totally skipped over it, which is like our biggest rival. You had your shit all messed up. All fucked up. Like, (laughs) you did not deserve an internship at Milk. I'm so happy they probably didn't even read that. (laughs) I came in on the day of my, like, interview. I was like, yeah, I got a hard copy of my resume. The one I emailed, don't even worry about it. (laughs) Just kill it. Yo, Uh, hey, no, really, sidebar. 
yo, you applying for a job, yo, because I've done some shit like that. Yo, I wouldn't hire you. Yo, exactly. If I got your resume and your resume says that you're trying to get a job with our rival company, yeah. yo, Shredder. Shredder. <laughs> Off rip. Shredder. Dog. Um, anywho, so I interned with Milk. And um, when it came time to actually, like, get hired, I interned for, like, a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember talking with Mannion and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, um, I, I think he made, like, a couple calls, mm -hmm. you know. They he, never, he never told me, but I, I think he kind of, yeah, made a couple calls. And yeah. Before I knew it, I, yeah, I got a job offer. And uh, so I did, uh, I worked there. I did two years of night crew, um, mm. which is, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just like kind of entry level. You basically are just it's rugged. Yeah, it's rugged. yeah. You come in at like four p.m. and you leave like six a.m., seven a.m., yeah. eight a.m. Yeah. All night you're just packing trucks, building mm -hmm. orders, blah blah blah. Like you're in the mix of the photo yeah. industry mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there's a few times. A few times I came into L.A. and uh, yeah, pulled up on you late night at the. Yeah, you know how many times you know how many times I fell asleep like in the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> a quick break. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. But um, or did other things to stay awake. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, but yeah, so we did that and um, I did that for two years and then um, while doing that, I also started like photo assisting and and uh, then made it clear that my my passion was basically like being on set as a a photo assistant, mm -hmm. um, which sidebar. So I, what I do now, like primarily, is is a photo assistant, and so I go on yes. set. I, I I bring the gear, I light sets, and work mm -hmm. with photographers um, worldwide, basically. Yeah. But um, very quick note: I hate the term photo assistant. Why is that though? I hate the term photo assistant. Here's the reason why I hate the term photo assistant. Because to the untrained ear... It sounds like it's less than what you actually do. Yes. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying, like, we, as photo assistants, like, need to be given, like, all this glory by any means. But mm -hmm. if I'm at the bar or I'm talking to someone that doesn't know shit about photo, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a photo assistant. I've literally... Let's not even say if. Let's not hypotheticals. I've been in a bar mm -hmm. or talked to people, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a photo assistant. And they're like, oh, so you, like, get the coffee on set and stuff <laughs> like that? No. <laughs> Don't disrespect me. No. You see that billboard <laughs> up there? Tight. We lit that. Yeah. So that's that's what a photo assistant is. Okay, so so then <laughs> so 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 once again, okay, going back to the untrained ear, mm -hmm. then what is it what's like walk me through a typical day as a photo assistant on set? Mm, uh okay, so like for me, like I'll I'll show up to milk to pick up a truck full of photo equipment. Um, now, now, now. So not to cut you off. So this is you picking up a truck. It, it, is this a on location shoot? Like this? Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I should say that. So mm -hmm. um, if I'm on location, I'll pick up a truck, um, drive to set, or if I'm just in studio or something, we'll basically go to a studio. Mm -hmm. um, and there's usually equipment for whatever the photographer enough for what the photographer is like trying to get. Yeah. out of their mood board for that day. And basically, um, we utilize lighting and uh, anything else to create a beautiful image so that the photographer can come in as comfortable as possible and all yeah. he has to do is 
press click. Just do know? his work. And I don't want to say that to make it seem like a photographer doesn't right. know what the fuck he's doing by right, right. any means. Mm -hmm. um, because the greatest photographers were once photo assistants. Yeah. Um, the reason why Manning is so amazing is because mm. he was a photo assistant for Richard Avedon, who's yeah. like one of the most legendary fashion photographers ever. Mm -hmm. And so he's so amazing because he came into the hip hop world with a fashion photo background. Yeah. Anywho, so, but yeah, we as photo assistants, we basically, we, we set shit up like as if we were a gaffer for film or something right. and um, create uh, moments. And then it's the photographer that's basically just on the camera. Mm -hmm. Now these are for obviously for shoots big enough with high enough clientele where they need a photo assistant. There's yeah. also so many opportunities and so many young photographers out there that are amazing, that are making magic without, you know, needing to have huge budgets and blah, right. blah, blah. And just, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes going out with the camera and just, you know, making wonders, you know. Yeah. But as for, at least from a milk standpoint or like a, you know, a, a fashion photography standpoint, yeah, it's just, you know, utilizing lighting equipment and, um, mm. it's, it's really mathematical. It's, uh, yeah, if that answers that question. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so a photo system at Milk Studios. So you're, you're, you're constructing, you know, sets, right? Like you're building sets as well, right? Um, based mm -hmm. on, you know, whatever, whatever the, whatever the shoot is, whatever the magazine, um, whatever the scale. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you're creating, or you're more rather, you're engulfed in like a world yeah. that, um, is entirely curated. Um, tell me about, you know, is there ever a time where, you know, you're going from shoot to shoot, different studio, different studio, um, and I've been at Milk, it's a, very, it's a very large studio, you have a lot of different, um, rooms, different sizes, yeah. um, you know, requiring different level of, you know, equipment, um, like, do you ever, f like, have those moments where maybe it's like, yo, what's real or not? Mm, I used to. Mm. I used to. Uh, it doesn't trip me out anymore, just because like I I understand like the the editing process mm -hmm. and um, you know understand that you know you can't do everything uh, on set. It's yeah. just it's it, a lot of things just require post production. Yeah. But um, no, it used to trip me out when I would like see a shoot that we worked on and. Um, and then when it actually like came out in mm. print, be like, mm, we did not shoot that. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me much. I can imagine sometimes that bothers like other photographers where when they see their work get like torn up yeah. and it's not what they shot. But that's just like the editing process. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, I want to bounce to, I kind of want to go back to, to um, Jonathan Mann just for a moment. Mm -hmm. So in the conference room, in Milk Studios, there is a large print of the Biggie Smalls mm -hmm. at Milk Studios. How did you feel? Like what? Like the first time that you saw this this photograph? Mm. Um, one, it's an image from your mentor. Mm. Two, it's an image of arguably one of the greatest hip hop artists of all time, MCs of all time. Arguably. Arguably. <laughs> we can have that conversation later. I want to have that conversation. <laughs> I want to I talk about uh, hip-hop and ratchet things. We can, we, can, <laughs> we can rap about that on the back end. <laughs> um, but, but ultimately, what, what perspective did that give you? Yes. All right, so I'll tell a story about that image and uh, 
to be real quick, so it's a it's an image of uh, Big and basically all the bad boy on stage at the platinum party. I forget what year that was. Maybe maybe might have been ninety five. Maybe. Um, but anywho, so it's a shot of like on stage. It's like a little out of focus. There's mm-hmm. a girl patting her weave down because <laughs> it looked like it was a little itchy. <laughs> blah blah blah. And you see in the crowd, there's like nothing but. Um, photographers trying to get like the perfect shot, but then you've got Mannion who took this picture of uh, Big that <laughs> he basically stood on a speaker, I think, to take that, and um, and it just goes to show that like I don't know, I always like that shot because it's like you got it's the epitome of not doing what the fuck everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I don't even think he was old enough to be in that party, first mm. off. Um, and so, and he probably, like, got kicked out for fucking jumping on the stage to yeah, take that shot. at that time. You know, but that's, like, the beauty of it, that it's just like, yo, what risk are you trying to take mm. to, to make some magic? And, yeah. and, and now it's considered one of the most greatest legendary right. photos of Big, you know? And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sure he didn't even realize at yeah. that time yeah. how, how ill that photo would, would go on to be. Yeah. That's what's up. That's dope. So you've had the opportunity, you know, to, to work on a lot of different, a lot of different um, shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite? I knew you were gonna ask that. I don't know. Um, but, but but let me give you some help. Mm-hmm. In 2016, mm-hmm. you worked on a shoot for Vogue. And Rihanna was on the cover. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Uh, <laughs> yo, I feel like I'm on Nardwar, B. <laughs> this dude just brought out the cover. Yo, this is so G. Um, so I'm the local assistant for uh, Merton Marcus. Whenever yes. they come out to L.A. Mm-hmm. to shoot, their first assistant uh, is a guy named Sinclair Jaspard. And yeah. he's a very, very good friend. And um, they're based out of London and Paris, but mm. whenever they come to LA, they use milk for equipment. Yeah, and they uh, and I go on as their uh, local assistant. Anywho, so they get. Um, I think they have a contract for a f- like at least a few Vogue covers mm-hmm. out of every year to shoot, and um, a contract with Tony Goodman, who's the um, uh, editor of Vogue US. Yeah, and um, so basically. We shot Rihanna on um, Super Bowl Sunday of 2016, and I remember I hated that day because Milk was throwing <laughs> a very, very cracking Milk Super Bowl party. And you were not in attendance. And I was not able to make it. I kept having this hope, first off. Yeah. Because our call time was like 7 a.m. <laughs> Rihanna's call time was like 11 a.m. We were like, all right, she needs like four hours of makeup, and then we're only going to get like a few shots. Yeah, and then we're done. Yo, homegirl did not show up until 5 p.m. <laughs> first off, showed up blunt in hand. Of course you did. <laughs> like, we didn't get offset. We didn't rap until like one in the morning, B. Jesus. Like your whole day. Um, Sidebar, I kinda wanna know. He compared me to Narwar. But okay, go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. But um yeah, it was just it was an amazing shoot. If you haven't seen that cover, um in that that spread. So to see this in the, right now. April twenty sixth of Vogue, twenty sixteen of Vogue. To like, see this. Yeah. To have this in your hand. Mm. 
Was this a benchmark for you? Um, yeah, I've worked on a few Vogue covers. Um, and again, I hate saying stuff like that because again, like I did not shoot it by right. any means. I work, I do the lighting, you help with. Like, I was, but, but yeah, but you, but you were part of the team. Yeah, yeah. That that made that that made this absolutely like happen. when it. I was so mad that I didn't get to make to that Super Bowl party. I'm still very mad about that. <laughs> I can tell. But um, yeah, when it comes when a lot of the prints come out that that I work on um, or that even friends of mine that are other photo assistants work on, it makes it really dope. It's, it's really dope to see because, like, you know exactly what you contributed to. We also did this spread in here with um, homeboy Jamie Lannister. Oh, wow. Um, which was really fucking dope. We got to fly a little drone helicopter that was tight. Um, yo, Jerry, these pages are very sticky. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a little... I mean, I, I apologize. <laughs> you know I mean? Um, n- chill. They got, <laughs> they got wet. Not that kind of wet, though. <laughs> Playboy, <laughs> um, no, nah, but it was really awesome. Um, it's it's still it's cool because you know I had a homegirl of mine, um, one of my my oldest dearest friends um, since like seventh eighth grade. Uh, I remember she asked me like we were talking about like resumes and shit, and she was just like, "When's the last time you updated your resume?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, "I don't fucking know." Like, yeah. you could like go in a grocery store, like. People like us, and like you could pick up, you could pick any five editorials, and that's our fucking resume, yeah. you know. And that feels good. That's right. That's super humbling. That's really mm. dope to um, to see to be able to see like yeah. firsthand, like right. the quality of your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So more to come. So I know how close you are with your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your mother. Every time I've come in the city, she's always shown me love. Um, I've always said if my mother or my grandmother knows people by name and their family. I appreciate that. Of all the shoots that you've been on so mm-hmm. far, what was the one that you called home for? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good uh, um, Recently, I mean, I've called home a few times before, but recently I worked with a, a, a very legendary photographer, uh, Kwaku Alston, mm. who's super awesome. And uh, I worked with him uh, Christmas Eve of 2016, and then also um, like right into the New Year's. Uh, Christmas Eve, we shot uh, Ava DuVernay. Wow. And um, right after New Year's, we shot um, Charlie Wilson, Uncle Charlie. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Both times with um, Kwaku Austin. And he's amazing. Phenomenal um, African American photographer. He's mm-hmm. just got a, a a very legendary story of you know some of the things he shot, and I've always wanted to work with him. And so, side note, like I never really get excited about like the talent that we're shooting, mm-hmm. but I do get very very excited when I find out the like the photographer that I'm working with. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like I've, there's that been, makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, there's been plenty of like there's plenty of opportunities where like we've been like oh who are we shooting it's like oh kendall it's like oh, that's cool right. all right but when i'm shooting her yeah but when we're like oh but so-and-so is shooting it's just like yo like we're working with tom monroe it's like what like yeah. that's what the fuck i get I mean, excited because, about dog, you know y'all I mean? respect who got shot yeah i respect the, the shooter. shooter come on Damn right exactly so um anywho like it was just it was hella emotional it was like over christmas break like mm. 
I had just finished watching 13th and fucking... Mm. Um, it was around that time the documentary yeah, came out. Yeah, okay. and so to shoot wow. Ava DuVernay, first off, mm. she is so fine. <laughs> she is so bad. Yo, Ava is so G. She is so... She had her long locks and the dookie braids. Oh, I man. was like, ooh. Hey, sidebar. <laughs> Habit had posted a few months ago yeah. that he had ran into Ava... Somewhere in LA, and said he bought her lunch. He bought, yo, he bought her <laughs> lunch. I was like, yo, this nigga's jokes. Yo, but I called him. I was like, yo, that was a little smooth, though. Yo, 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 that was yo. a little smooth. She like put him up on her Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah, she did. I was like, I was like, you not shining, nigga. Yeah, this nigga tall, dark, and handsome with the big smile, the Kool Aid smile. The Kool Aid smile. <laughs> Ran into. You know what I'm saying? Ran into Ava on, on, on some low shit and picked up the tab. I was like, hey, nigga, that's, that's kind of G. I was like, I, I see you. Yeah, but I, I, that was, I called home about that one. Mm. And then, like, a week later, I also called home to my mom's about the Charlie Wilson shoot because yeah. the Charlie Wilson shoot was dope because um, I was playing the music on set, which, side note, is the toughest job on set is to be the DJ choosing what to play. Really? Yeah, I hate it. It's horrible. Unless you got playlists on lock, which yeah. I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's constantly a battle for like 40 people to please. Right. And it's like, ooh, do I go with like the Ratchet Club mix yeah. or do I play Taylor Because you're trying to spread the vibes around. Yeah, you okay. know what I mean? And the last thing you want, the last thing you want is to be on a fucking Old Navy shoot <laughs> and one of the clients <laughs> is like, mm, you know, like that passive aggressive, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I personally, I love this song. Uh, <laughs> I, I love who's this again? Ken, Kendrick. I love Kendrick, but <laughs> can we maybe play a little more? You know, Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, so you don't, you don't want to get that. You don't want to get that tug on the album. Yeah. Um, but so I was playing music, and it was we were shooting Charlie Wilson, and I made Charlie Wilson very, very happy with the music selections. And I, I take that to heart. That was very dope. That's what's up. So shout out to Uncle Charlie. That's a big Uncle Charlie for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I love my mother dearly. She means the world to me. And every once in a while, I call home about some of the shoots that I'm excited to work on. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I know. Um, all right. I had a question. It temporarily escaped me. So give me a moment and let me uh, let me circle You'll back. You never know. <laughs> um, okay. So being in the industry um, and working for a organization that is, you know, a Goliath in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how 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 do you feel, or, or, or maybe how have you reconciled with um, being a person of color in mm. in in those spaces? I'm like, glad we got to this. Um, does that you know is is that something that that shows up a lot? Is it is it has it has it been a point of contention? Um, one you know to 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 be you know a young black man, um, and then you know to also have oh yeah to to, to also have. Um, you know, had some of you know the the accomplishments and some of the, the success that you've had. Um, some will say in a shorter period of time. Yeah, right. Um, I'll I'll uh, point blank. Nine times out of ten, I'm the only black dude on set. Mm. And if I'm not the only black dude on set, more times than not, the person that's black is the person we're shooting. Mm. So the, t- the talent. talent. Yeah. So, 
Um, it gives me the heebie-jeebies every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why, though? Uh, it's just, like, because it's a constant, like... Is it, you know what I'm saying, like a get-out moment? <laughs> yeah, that for sure. Ugh. But, um... I don't know, like, it just constantly is... It's just a constant reminder of, like... Lack of access? Yeah, man, and it's like... Like, I'm very proud of who I am and, mm-hmm. and where I come from. And I know I worked my ass off to be here, but I just want to see more representation, yeah. man. And like on Behind the of, camera. Yeah, behind the camera. And it's like a couple things on that. So one, it's like, it just sucks. Um, but mainly, it makes me, and obviously I were, I'm, I'm working with a lot of people to try and like help with this situation, but yeah. it's... I wish more people of color recognized that the only way, there's, there's not some only way to make it in this world of being in front of the camera or being on the field or on the court. Yeah. Like, there's so many opportunities to, like, get out your dreams and, like, do something extremely rewarding mm-hmm. and something different and carve out an amazing, fun lifestyle that... I just think that a lot of times people in our community don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, people often think that like the only way to make it in music is to make the music or be on stage right. rapping the music. But to not be, like to be the performer. You know who spoke on this a lot is in 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 J Cole's like um, HBO documentary, the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. I think it was his his road manager or his, his his tour DJ that was talking about like yo like there's so many opportunities like for black folk and brown folk in our community to like. Mm-hmm. have access to this industry and this world that we consider so fun and yeah. awesome that doesn't have to be on stage. Like, you could be making the music. You could yeah. be making the films. You could be right. making the photos. Mm-hmm. You could be editing them. You could be coloring them. You could be chopping them, cutting them. You could be lighting them. Yeah. Like, all this shit that, like, it doesn't yeah. have to be... This one thing. This one thing, you know what I mean? And so... But do you think we think this way because we just don't know better or that we haven't been given the tools, right? Like, like there's still, like, this cultural competency that we lack. Well, it's that, I think it also takes, like, people being in position, like, positions like mm. ours to, like, make sure we go out of our way yeah. to, like, at least let people know. So, like, for a while, I was the head of the internship program at Milk Studios, mm-hmm. and I begged for that position Mm. Because, like, it wasn't my primary position. I was also on set and doing all these other things. But I begged for the additional responsibility to be head of the internship program just yeah. so I could, like, go back to, like, black folks in ASU or in Arizona or in my community mm-hmm. and, like, be like, yo, if you're 18, send me an email and yeah. send me your resume. Mm. If you're black and 18, send me your resume. Yeah, I got and you. If you're black, 18, and have an interest in photography, yeah. send me your fucking resume. Yeah. And it, it does take... Because because we need people who are yeah. at the doors that can yeah. bring people in. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's something I learned from not obviously from my hotel, my, my mentor Hotep, but also from Manny in the sense that like, if you make it in any position in any field, your automatic obligation once you make it over the wall is to throw the rope back over the wall. Absolutely. Like, hands down, it's mm-hmm. just that simple. Yeah. If you make it in a certain Th- field... That's your, it becomes your responsibility. Then it's your responsibility to make yeah, sure yeah. others can too. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, um... 
But yeah, I, long story short, I would love to see more black folks like represented in at least. I just want to see more black people on set with me, like hanging out. Yeah, that, that would just be cool. Because sometimes I'd be on set and all they serving for food is fucking quinoa and kale. And I'd be, <laughs> and I'd be real sus, B. So, like, I just wish I had someone that I could relate with. Side, side, sidebar. Sidebar. Yo, you checked me earlier. <laughs> you checked me earlier. Yo, this fool Jerry. Yo, I heard this. This fool Jerry lost major points. Oh, we were walking. We got off the train earlier today. And this nigga pointed out some spot that was good. And he was like, yo, yo, that spot, yo, it's got the bomb, bomb, bomb quinoa, son. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Abe, I think it's the place that you ate at. <laughs> I was like, hold up. I stopped in the middle of the street like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> There's no way you could ever have a thuggish New York accent <laughs> while discussing quinoa. <laughs> fuck hey, out of here. Hey. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm trying to live on my big pun shit, man. I'm just trying to live. You know what I mean? Got to eat that healthy shit. Uh, oh, man. You ever see that uh, that Kevin Hart skit on SNL where it's like mm -mm. thugs on the block? No. Oh, yes, yes. And then talking the about like the thing. Yo, 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 son. Yo, I got to get to my job. I'm a dog walker, B. Yo, yo. Yes. The poodles? The poodles? <laughs> That's what I thought of. I was like, this motherfucker. Yo, all right, man. So, look, we're going to take a quick break, mm -hmm. um, and then we, we'll be back, and then we'll wrap up, all right? Word. All right. Yo, during this quick commercial break, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about an amazing new product and introduce you to Monsoor Sharp. It was created with the urban renaissance man in mind. It's the perfect facial hair product for men of all shades and men of various hair types. They take pride in skillfully handcrafting each bottle to precision. All right, fellas, now listen up because this is where it gets good. Summer Solstice is a premium beard oil that embodies a light, non-greasy formula that harvests a smooth, shiny, and well-conditioned beard. And beyond that, the fragrance is amazing. I've tried it, I was out here flourishing, had my beard looking and feeling luxurious. And these are just some of the benefits. Moisturizes skin, improves hair texture, rejuvenates skin cells, eliminates beard itch, promotes hair growth, and helps with inflammation. You can get it for your bae, or maybe that special friend who you secretly want to be the bae. Yo, either way, summer solstice is not just a hype move, it's the right move. And find out for yourselves at monsoursharp.com. All right, and we back. Okay, and so we back. Yeah. <laughs> we back, and we yeah. Shout out to Chance. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, man. So you know, we 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 wrapped a little bit about um, your maturation um, as you know, not just a photo assistant, but just as um, you know, a young person coming up in this industry and in this culture, and um, some of those experiences that. Um, that you've had um, working working on set and behind behind the camera, mm -hmm. and so you know one of the last things we talked about before we went on break, we talked about um, lack of representation, mm -hmm. and I kind of want to I kind of want to build on that, mm -hmm. and so because of lack of representation, um, 
at some point, it, 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 you can you can give me the the the, the more um, spot on dates. Um, but at some point, um, you decided to venture on your own mm-hmm. and start your own uh, photography company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Two North. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I believe what maybe was it was it 2015 that you all did uh, your launch party? No, it was. I think it was 2016. 2016. Okay. Maybe it was 2015. Yeah, because I think it was the end of the year, 2015. Because yeah. uh, I, I know I know a lot of people went out to LA for it. I know Mace was yeah, out there. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, Crash was out there. Because yeah. um, I think I think I might have. Yes, I think it was 2015 because I think I just got to yeah. I just got to New York. Yeah. Um, and I was I was trying. I, I remember I was talking. It was like to August you. or September yeah. of 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I know I, 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 I want I wanted to come to the mm. to the release party that, that yeah. you had. Um, so yeah, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's unpack that, man. Like, yeah, uh, basically I, so I live in downtown LA, um, and my, I I was blessed with an opportunity to to get a, a, a studio space, a loft space that, um, I love and, and was, was a very, very awesome large size and. I originally moved in with two roommates that I, I, I worked with at Milk, and slowly but surely, like we originally got the space so that we could shoot there. Yeah. Because it had this like this awesome patio and blah blah blah. It's like ever since I was a kid, I wanted to live in downtown. It's got yeah. marble floors, blah blah blah. And we're like, we just got it so we could shoot there. Yeah. Um, but then more and more, like obviously, like I had homies and you know that wanted to shoot, that needed to do quick portraits or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. So I started to like dawn on me like, yo, like it would be dope to like, there's so many like boutique photo studios in LA yeah. and me working for like the premier photo studio in the country. Right. I know like what a, what clients want out of a photo studio. So, um, and they don't want a space where like the electricity's not working and shit like that. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, it'd be dope if like we just like had this as a space. And not just like letting people eat up our space for free, but right. basically just kind of got some money out of it. Mm-hmm. And so the two guys I was originally like uh, living with, like I'm still super cool with them today. Much love to them, but they just weren't rocking with it. You know, they both had okay. girlfriends at the time and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. So they moved out. <laughs> and so I slightly different priorities. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I brought the idea to two of my dearest friends now, um, Andrew Booker. Mm-hmm. Who's an amazing videographer? Yeah, and to David Breschel, mm-hmm. who all three of us we went to ASU together. We graduated from the film school mm-hmm. to, together, the film program. Incredible work. Incredible yeah, work. incredible work. And David, so so, Andrick, he's an amazing music video director and just videographer in general. And David, um, he actually just graduated yesterday from the master's film program at USC. Really. So much shout outs to David oh, wow. Reschel, That's what's up. Uh, my friend, my business partner and roommate. And um, we were basically like, yo, like, how about you guys like get on the lease with me mm-hmm. and we make it an actual full on business. Wow. And so we did that, did some parties, started like pushing it more. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrick. Let me stop you right there. Where'd the name come from? What does what does two north mean? <laughs> uh, 
So I live in one of the oldest buildings in downtown called the Santa Fe Building. And okay. I don't know. Um, I was going to show where I put my address on there, but I, think <laughs> it's on, I guess it's on the website, right? <laughs> I shouldn't be tripping. Um, I live on the second floor, and my unit is facing north. And so <laughs> Just keep it real simple. I live in literally, my address is 560 South Main, two in. Yeah. So... Um, it's not, yo, it's, it sounds, yeah, I know, it sounds but very, the, what's going to be G is like 10 years from now when we're not there yeah. and it's just like totally like where our, our space and business is yeah, somewhere yeah. else, but the it's humble called, beginnings yeah, of it is like, yo, it's, yeah, it's, it's started, so that's it, dope. It definitely does. It had a ring. It worked. I don't know, but uh, I was probably eating cereal one day, <laughs> eating some fucking Captain Crunch Oops All Berries <laughs> and was just like, yo, to North. Um, it rolls off the tongue. I, yeah, yeah. It, I, I hope so. I hope people like it. Um, um, but anywho, so uh, we started the business with Andrick Booker, David Brushel, and myself. And then um, Andrick uh, came upon an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. um, and had his first child. And I yes. couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> be more happy for him. Um, but it basically put him in a position to step back from the business a little bit mm-hmm. um, and basically um, be an amazing father. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's still... The greatest honor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, who can, who in the world can get mad at that, yeah. right? So much love to, to him and his girl Summer and, you know, little baby Eli. What up, though? Um, and yeah, so he's still working his ass off and shooting and he's still... Obviously helps and collaborates on things with me yeah. um, when he can. Um, but yeah, so then me and David kind of just kept pushing the brand. Yeah. Um, and I did some things to the place, and we're we're obviously still in, in very baby stages. Yeah. We're not by any means huge or anything like that. We're cool what do you ultimately little, like? Where do you ultimately want to see um, Two North go or do? Well, I similar to Milk in the sense that. Um, Milk is no longer called Milk Studios. It's just Milk. Really? Because yeah, 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 because they removed that from their name specifically so that they no longer associate with it just being a studio, mm. but more so a brand. Right. And now Milk has Milk Makeup, mm. and you know where milk. they're able to to facilitate a wide. Yeah. Range so Milk itself things. is just a full umbrella. Mm. Um, obviously, that takes a plethora of work and energy right. and capital and time <laughs> and. That capital, so <laughs> a lot of um, overhead. Two North is by no means uh, mm-hmm. at that level, but obviously I'm a dreamer, and I would love to see Two North, which is my baby, um, become more than just a photo studio. Yeah, um, I'd love to be at a point where, um, you know, my 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 girlfriend, my beautiful girl Erin, uh, we obviously want like a home, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the sooner than later years, and. So I'd love to be at a point where if we were to move out or to move into an actual home, but I could like eventually buy our space if it goes mm. up for, you know, uh, if it's able to be sold and I'm at a point financially to be able to purchase like the actual, because I never want to let go of the space. Yeah. Like I, I love the space. Yeah. It's right in the heart of downtown. Mm. It's Location, it's, location, lo- location. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's sunny LA. Like I love everything about it. So I would eventually love to see the space grow and have, you know, be a full-on office, but also just the brand of Two North, just, you know, just grow to whatever works for it. You know what I mean? Dope. Yeah. All right. That um, being said, if you're ever in L.A. and you need a space to shoot, 
and you can't afford to shoot out of space like Milk Studios, <laughs> <laughs> feel free to hit us up at 2NorthLA.com. Yo, we'll, uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Word. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. So, you know, I kind of I want to lighten up mm-hmm. a minute. Um, you want to lighten up? Turn on the AC. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little toasty. A little toasty. Um, let's pivot briefly back to um, a particular experience at Milk Studios. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, follow me. Mm-hmm. 2013, Kanye does a private screening of Yeezus mm-hmm. at Milk Studio. I remember because you called me mm-hmm. and you kind of humble bragged on me. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you humble bragged. Probably did. I don't know what I said, but I probably did. Um, and yo, what was that experience, man? One, Anyone who knows you know that you are um, a massive hip-hop fan. Mm. Um, you know, Tropical Quest is one of your favorite bands. Saved my life. Um, mm. You know, you love the culture. You're also from L.A. Mm. I think that's very interesting about it as well. It's a very different uh, music culture in L.A. as mm. opposed, as we know, between there and New York. Um, you know, mm. so, so, kinda, so kind of, you know, talking about that. Yo, now, personally, I did not enjoy Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked about it wasn't necessarily um, its musical competition. Oh, I love talking about Kanye. Okay. Uh, composition. <laughs> it, 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 it was more so, I, I loved what I felt he was trying to shift yeah. creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, you know, it, and this kind of what pushed me to go back and listen to the album and re-examine it. Um, you know, maybe from like a more bird's eye view, you told me how um, having that live experience completely changed how you felt about the album. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> that's probably what I did to humble brag. I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't buy the album. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. What did I say? I was, I was, I was given, there. I was, I was given, given the yeah, album. I was given the album. Some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I was stupid. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what you said. <laughs> uh, so first off. First off, uh, I am a giant Kanye fan. We all are. Sons of Ye, for sure. Yeah, Sons of Ye, and I um, will defend Kanye to the end of my days. Um, I'm not defending everything, but I'm with you, though. (laughs) I'm not defending that Trump shit, but but we can... can Yeah, 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 not at all, not at all. (laughs) But... uh, but when they showed that meme of him with like the the, the blonde hair and he looked like uh, he looked like the character that gets beat up in uh, in Mortal Kombat, I was weak. <laughs> um, anywho, um, so uh, the reason why the show was at Milk is because um, Kanye has a relationship with uh, the owner of Milk Studios, Nasdaq Rossi. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anywho, so I'm a big fan of Ye. Uh, I think the biggest thing of what you're what you're alluding to is that, and I always tell people, uh, whenever I'm talking about hip hop or music or favorites of anything, is there's a difference between your favorite and someone's best. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So for me, my favorite album by Kanye, by a long shot, College is Dropout. Definitely not. Is really. 808s and Heartbreak. 
hands down, unequivocally. Yo, I was listening just by chance mm -hmm. to the song Bad News mm -hmm. as I was opening the letter that said I didn't get into the film school the first time I applied. Wow. Like, it just happened to come on shuffle. Mm. So my favorite album by Kanye is 808s. It resonates in a way that... Absolutely. Okay. But 808s is by no means... His best album. Kanye's best body of work. What's his best body? In your opinion... Uh, I used to always say... Um, my Dark Twisted? Or late I used to always say Late Registration, but lately I've been saying kind of Dark Twisted. I don't know now. So, so... Now, once I too, yo, and people may not know because I mean I don't I don't rap about it, you know, as 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 openly. But yo, I love Ye, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like in high school, dog, I rocked the hot pink polos with the collar popped. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. yo, my mama brought me back a Louis Vuitton backpack from Korea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm walking around campus, Cats is calling me John Ye East, nigga. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought I was Ye. Like, I loved Kanye. Yeah. The college yeah. dropout was phenomenal. It's my, f yeah. of, of his yeah. album, it is my favorite album from him. Um, but like you, like, I don't think it's his, I don't think it's his best album, but it is my favorite album. Yeah. Granted, because it's dedicated also to the class of 2004, shout out. True. But, Late registration, for me, fully encompasses like a full breadth of like the quality, the musicianship, the instrumentation, the yeah. content um, that I only felt was rivaled by my dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, there's so many layers that goes into late registration. Like it's his sophomore album, so it's already like, like expected, sophomore jinx. Yeah, already expected to not do well. Right, and then it's like. From production, from tone to out song choice to guest appearance choice, like it's just it's such an amazing, amazing body of work. And I think on another note, in regards to Kanye, because I want to talk about it the whole time, but the only thing I don't like is don't get me wrong, like there's a gang of shit that Kanye does that like mm -hmm. it's like yo, you're tripping, dog. Mad suspect. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, his shows are super lit, but mm -hmm. they're definitely not lit when he leaves the stage. <laughs> um, but what I will say is the only thing I don't like when I get into conversations with people about Kanye West, mm -hmm. it's like the same thing I don't like about when I get into conversations with people about Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. when, or LeBron James. When people are like, when I'm like, what do you, do you like this person or blah, blah, do you like their music? And people are like, oh, I hate Kanye. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, what don't you like about their music? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I just, I don't like the, his album because he's a jerk and blah, blah, blah. Right. What? No, like, we're talking none about of that the music. Has, like, or when people are like, Kobe Bryant sucks. Whoa, why does Kobe suck? Well, yeah. he's, a, he's a ball hog and he's selfish and he's an asshole. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Like, what about the artist? The facts. What about the facts? Yeah. The papers? Like, mm -hmm. what, what? The receipts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, and that's the only thing I don't, I don't like about it. And on top of that, like, I've, you know this, like, I've always been the type of person to judge people based on my personal interactions with them. Right. And I've been in many positions with people that, you know, whether it's friends, whether it's celebrities, whatever, and people are like, I don't like this person. And I'm like, well, they were cool with me, dog. You know what I mean? We're all always in those positions. And, yeah. and I don't, like, ever, like, force people to not like someone or something just because I don't. Right. And I can humbly say 
that I've worked with Kanye West and mm-hmm. been like on set with him, and he's been the nicest person in yeah. the fucking world, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. So it's like all this shit about people not liking his music. Well, again, I will defend him. I mean, it's, 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 but 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 at the same time, in his defense, he also lives underneath a microscope. True. Like there's the True. media. Um, and the representation or, 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 or his appearance of how he's perceived and how it comes across. Because once again, we don't know these people. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? Very few of us have absolutely. actual, you yeah. know what I'm saying, relationships. Always, yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying, with them. And, and, and once again, I, I agree in, in that there's a lot of things that I, I don't rock with, like things that he's said and or, you know, he's done under pressure. Yeah. I may not like those things, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah. Man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I may sure. not agree, but... I'm judging you off the merit of the quality of the work. Yeah. Because at the sure. end of the day, yo, I care about the music. Yeah. I you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, and exactly. now, granted, I understand for some people, it's very difficult to um, disassociate the person from the artist. Uh, yeah, right? absolutely. So, like, I, I, I get how and there I, can be some contention there. Yeah, and I, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing is, like, being able to, like, recognize what your role is as an audience and what your mm. role is as a fan. Yeah. And it's not to judge them on their personal life. It's yeah. to judge them on what the things that they give you, yeah. which is their craft. Right. Am I, if I were a kid, would I be trying to hang out at the Michael Jackson estate? Probably not. <laughs> but you can't tell me he's not one of the greatest performers of all time. Of all, of all time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, yo, know, like time and place. Like understand like what your role is as an audience. And all I can say just to wrap that up is I think Kanye's music is lit. And I have an amazing time when I listen to it. Yeah. And you probably listen to it and have an amazing time when you hear it too. So, so, so before before we bounce off of Yay, because this is something that uh, me and Mace talk about. Mm. In your opinion, and we may we we may differ in this. What is the best Kanye verse? Ooh. And then you tell me yours. And then I'll tell you mine. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's definitely not uh, if I fuck this model. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta think about that. I've 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 thought about favorite song, favorite mm-hmm. album, all this stuff. I don't know if I've ever really thought about favorite verse. So what's yours? I'm not yo. It's not my favorite. It's what I think. I think his best verse mm-hmm. across. Across songs, features, and albums, right? Actually, I'll give you two. I know now. I'll give you two. One is his featured verse on Slum Village. Okay. Um, with Elzai T3, and it's it's uh it's the verse. He's like, um, what's he say? He's like, um, if y'all fresh to death, then I'm deceased. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, that is one of his best verses of all time. Dog, I switch my girls up. Yo, for the bins, I get CL love. So I switch my girls around like 3L dub. Yo. I, I know my, what I think is best. And then, my, okay, and then but. his other one is a guest verse. Yo, his two best verses are not on his album. Verses, so I know it's not mine. It's it, it, on he another featured verse on Dilated Peoples. I, I can't get my, I, I, I can't get my, yeah, I can't, yeah. That right there, yo, one of his illest, dog, dog, my black girl just moved back to Michigan. Oh, man. Dog, I'm pulling girls off the forever. bench like a six, man. I wasn't really yo, spitting game. His, I was scrimmaging. 
Yo, Come on, dog. His best verse is on late registration, touch the sky, second verse. Ooh. He has this mo- he has this line where he's like, he's like, before anybody wanted K-West beats, me and my girls with the buffet yeah, at KFC. Dog, I was having nervous breakdowns. Like, damn, these, these niggas that better than me. me. Baby, I'm, yo, that line is, no. because you really, like, you hear, like, how he's just like, hold up. Like, if I'm trying to be great, and, like, you're saying, like, you're all this, and, like, yo. that's all I got to do? Yo. That's all, like, damn, these niggas that much better? Like, that's it? You yo, know what? I love that, that line. That line goes so I love hard. that line, because I know I've said it so much in my life, and it's like, dog, I'm having nervous breakdowns. Yeah. Like, damn, these niggas that much better than me? That's, like, like, Woo. I, speak to I don't know, forward. I guess people can take it either way, like, based on his tone, like, whether he's yeah. talking about, like, they are that much better, but I always took it as, like, I'm having nervous breakdowns because, like, I, I know, know I know what I'm capable of, and, yeah. like, that that's it? That's all you bring into the table? Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm about to wow out. I'm about yeah. to spaz and go get this shit, so... Oh no, I just I love that line. And then I mean of course Lupe, like the introduction uh, of Lupe on dark. the Goddamn. Body. So, yeah. Um okay, so let's go here. I wanna know your top five. <clears throat> your top five um I have a very good top no, no, no. five. You don't even know where I'm going. Top five albums. Albums? Hip hop albums. albums. Your top five favorite <clears throat> hip hop albums. Mmm. Tribe, um, which one? Dis- distinctive travels and the art of and the rhythm of moving butts. Okay. I know everyone says Midnight Marauders and everyone says Low in Theory, but the first body of Tribe work that I ever purchased was Instinctive Travels. Was Instinctive Travels was on yeah. cassette tape. Mm. I think I even stole the tape. Wow. To be honest, Instinctive Travels in the passive rhythm. In the passive rhythm and yeah. the art of moving butts. Yeah. Um, that shit had um, green eggs and ham on the on the joint. <laughs> it had um, Bonita Apple Bum on that. It had I left my wallet in El Segundo on that. Yo. Yo, that album. So I mean, obviously it's probably not their best body of work, like right. we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's always a competition between Midnight Marauders and Low in Theory. Yeah. But for me, my favorite body of work from Tribe album wise. Okay. okay. So so yeah. what so what is this in- Instinctive Travels? Um, I might say Black Album from Hove. Mm, mm, okay. I cried when I heard that album. Mm. Um, Yo, Encore still gets me. Yeah. Gives me bro. chills. Yeah. Encore gives me chills. He had his mother on that, on that album. Yeah, dog. Ma, like, you made the album. Ma, you made the album. How crazy is yo, that? Yo, when, when he ends the album and he's like, yo, I'm about to go have a coffee or something. The, I'm go, he's like, I'm going to Japan tomorrow. Die. Like, he die. He's like, yo, yo, I'm about to go. I'm about to go somewhere with no mosquitoes. Die. Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to take that back because he doesn't say I'm going to Japan tomorrow. That's on um, my way. But anywho, um, so Blackout My Hove. Okay. Uh, I would probably say, dang, I don't know, man. Album, yeah, man. Ew. Yo, talking about bodies of work is way different than talking about individual. It is. Artists. You don't have that conversation often. It's way different. Oh, atmospheres. Mm, um, okay. Probably you can't imagine how much fun we're having. Mm, mm. Um, and then maybe 
three, right? Yep. So that, so you have Tribe, Hove, Atmosphere. You need two more um, albums. I would put I would put Kanye's 808s in there because okay. that album just means so much. Okay. So that's four. And then. Hmm. Ice Cubes. Wow. Um, lethal lethal Injection. Lethal Injection. Yo, when that album opens up, he has like uh, the quote from like, I forget what movie it was. And he's just like, he's like, uh, he's like talking to some white dude. And he's just like, uh, he's like, so, uh, so uh, Mr. White, huh? And he's like, heard you don't like needles. <laughs> just lay back. This won't hurt a bit. And he just like pops him. I was like, yo, I'm like in fourth grade listening to this shit. Like, what? Yo, and then that album's got fucking what? Bop Gun. It's got, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's probably just because I'm an LA nigga. Right. Like, and which which also was also ties into the injection. The yeah. the culture and atmosphere that you grew up in, which mm-hmm. you grew up in Inglewood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. I think I can say that that's my top five. I'd probably have to go back and like really sit with it. Yeah. But I'll say that. Okay. My top five artists is easier. All right. Then run that. Run well, that. Well, I, I want to know your top five artists. My, my top five. Oh, see, we had this conversation earlier in the week. Are we talking about my top five artists of all time? Whenever I talk about or, top five, I mean who you would be on an island with, and that's all you get, those top five artists, music-wise. You got to take, you got to... You got a Spotify access for only five artists while you're on this island. Mm. I think that's inclusive of favorite and best. See, my issue, my issue with this conversation is, is that I think, and I, and I said this then, I think largely people's top five varies and differs based on when you first came into contact with hip-hop, mm. culturally, mm. right? So older heads... You know, they made, like, Kane and, like, you know, BDK. Um, yeah, EPMD and, you know, Chris. Rakim, and, uh, you know, like, these, these, these people will be in their top fives. At, for me, though, I pay homage to the God MC, yeah. um, you know, Rock, Rakim's not going to be my top five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time. He gets all the respect in the world. Absolutely. Like, I recognize. Yeah. But at the same time... His music didn't change my life. For me, no. No, not, not, at least not in the same capacity. Now, yeah. it changed the lives of the people that I do love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But to that end, like, I don't mention Jay. I don't mention Nas. I don't mention Big, and I don't mention Pac. Because for me... The Mount Rushmore. Those are... Th- that's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. For my era. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I, I tell people, yo, I came in in the golden era. Like... 93 was my introduction to hip hop. You know what I mean? Like 93, 94, 95, 96. Like that was my introduction. Like, like we talked about having older siblings. And because of that, I was able to kind of peek in much earlier than maybe I would have had I not had older siblings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I say all that to say, um, you know, I struggle with my top five. Well, I'm with you. Before, before you say yours, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that like, I don't put Jay in my top five um, because it's like, at this point, it's like, all right, duh. You yeah, know what I mean, it's, like, he's Jay. Yeah, like, we know this. Like, if, if anyone argues that Jay is not phenomenal and great, then they're just stupid and they should go listen well, to some Taylor Swift. I mean, at, at that point, I don't, I don't even argue, nor do I even entertain conversation with people who have low hip hop IQ. 
Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because I'm gonna just be angry and then I just, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you just need to eat a Snickers bar. Yo, word. <laughs> all right. So my top five, my top five of all time. All right. Um, Tariq Trotter, Black Thought. Mummy. Um, Lauren Hill. Yo, yo, you can't be stealing mine, son. Cause yeah, I yeah, said yeah. that the other day. You, you did, and I didn't think about. Yo. I, I didn't think about it. Yo, yo that's weak. Dice. I don't even make mine sound like original now. Yo, <laughs> Yo cause anybody who knows me knows Lauren Hill is my matriarch, nigga. Oh, like she yeah. made me be. You didn't say that the other day. I because I'm I, saying. I, I, okay, I'm hold, saying. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say the other day because I was talking about my top five in 2017. Mm. All right, we're talking about all time. Lauren Hill's in my top five all time. Damn. So Black Thought, Lauren Hill. Common sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't be a hater, dog. Um, <laughs> most deaf. I should say mine before you steal any more of mine. Um, one more. See, and, and I always struggle between most of Talib. Really, most Talib and Common come to like. They all really came like in that around that same time. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mics. I ain't been rhyming like common sense. I wonder um, if common ever wonders like, is that a diss <laughs> or, like, or is that like praise? Like, no, nah, I think I think I think it's respect because because quality took it as respect. If lyrics so, then truth be told, I'll probably be lyrically Talib Kweli, and that's why I always struggle between putting Talib or most. And my top five, I'm just like, yo, can I just have, can I have Black Star? Yeah. Can I have Black Star? Yeah. Um, but then that's the conversation of your top five hip-hop groups. Yeah, that's right. But, so most deaf, and then my number four, uh, top five MCs, uh, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Fonte. Mm. Fonte of Little Fonte. Brother. Yeah. Fonte the Love, yep. So Black Thought, Lower Hill, Common, Most Deaf. Fonte. Right. Uh, Kanye, Atmosphere, Lauren Hill, uh, Ice Cube, mm. um, and uh, who do I say is my. Sometimes it's common. I feel like I've changed it up. Yeah, I, I feel like five rotates. Yeah. Like five, five rotates. Yeah, it's no for me. player. But for sure, yay, Lauren, Atmosphere, um, Cube, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Roots fan, too. I'm a big Roots fan, too. I, I sometimes say three stacks, but mm. I, these are people who don't have much. Three stacks is only as good individual because bodies of work. Big Boy exists. You know what I'm saying? So... So, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with that, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, before the record, though, <laughs> I've always said Lauren Hill is one of my greatest favorite MCs of all Yo, time. I'm with you. She be shitting on niggas, Yo. defecating on the uh, microphone. My, I'm the dog. Like dog. She needs I need Simone. Simone. Exactly. You for got the record, Ryan. also, um, for anyone that knows me, front know, niggas give me heebie jeebies. Um, she said, go ask Alice. Which you should read that book. Anywho, um, for anyone that knows me, 
I refuse to ever see Lauren Hill live. We've had this conversation. I understand why. I love Lauren Hill. I'm no one should be going to see Lauren Hill live in 2017. Not at all. Not at, yeah, maybe if I was like of age yeah. in, in her time. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, this is also someone I've seen Lauren three times. I've seen her live three times. Only one of those times she showed up, um, you know, erroneously late. Two of those times she was phenomenal. Mm. But I understand you not wanting to, to, to see her live because you don't, yo, you don't want to ruin the facade. Well, she's perfect to me. Like, Lauren Hill is absolutely just unquestionably perfect. Yeah. And I don't ever want to, like, be given a reason. Distort to that. Like, uh, she's all right. Because it's also like, I know what I have seen live. Yeah. And I know what the, the shit that I've seen would be very hard. To, I've seen Rage Against the Machine live. Mm. And that's probably one of the greatest concerts I could ever imagine. Really? And I don't really expect anything to ever beat that. Now, so. now was, that a, was, was that a greater concert experience than Watch the Throne? Uh, because I don't know. Those are probably the two most important. There's three most, like... Import, the three most important concerts to me were for sure Rage Against the Machine, Watch the Throne, and then Sade. Really? Sade was dope. I took really? my moms and aunt to Sade and like, yeah, which I'd risk it all for her. Yo, who wouldn't? Yo, who yo, wouldn't? <laughs> yo. But, but yeah, that's, uh, she, she's just, yeah, that was amazing. So, so yeah, I think that's just the top three. Like, there's no, there's no order. Okay. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap, you're from L.A. Born and bred. Born and bred. Um, Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. is, um, is and has been um, the torchbearer of not just the L.A. sound, but he has become... Um, well, you could just say rap now. Yo, yo, yes, of, of, of hip-hop yeah. in its supremacy. yeah. Cause he's kind of everything that you want in a in an MC and just in a in a, a rap artist, right. mm-hmm. you know. Like, like if you're an old head, like you can't really be mad at it. You gotta yeah. respect it because technically he's doing everything that you would like to see yeah. the the young bloods do yeah. with rap. And then as a young kid, like yeah, you're probably just like idolizing this dude. So yeah. like he's probably like everything. He's, yeah. You, you so, said it perfectly. He's the torchbearer. So I, I, I say all that to say, from your particular vantage point, um, and just your opinion as a fan, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're, we're fans of the culture, uh, students of the art. How do you feel about the current state of hip-hop? Mm. In brief. Uh, I'm not mad at anything in the, the, the hip-hop world right now. And I, I think I, I got this from a conversation I had with Hotep, um, where, like, hip-hop's not in any bad state because anything that you would complain about, you can still find that. Like, it's just about opening your ears and stepping away from the top 40. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're like, well... Too many rappers are just talking about mumble rap and blah, 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 and I don't understand what they're talking about. Okay, well, then go listen to some fucking Run the Jewels. Yeah. Because they just released an album, right. and it's fucking amazing. Right. Or if Quality music yeah, exists. Yeah, quality music exists. 
in rap for anything you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I just like look at it like whatever you don't want to hear, especially in this time in our world where we're so just socially savvy. Yeah. Like go find what you what you want to hear. Is it is it possible that because we now live in we now live in, in, in a culture and in a way in which music is um, hyper consumed, right? There's so like we're we're we're, we're now, constant we're constantly inundated with new music, new artists, new songs, that, new that's, singles. That's a, a different conversation, and that I will say sometimes like upsets me. Like I I don't like how quickly we call things a classic. Right. I don't like how quickly we we deem things as a goat in its right. perspective field because sure. first like, first day listens. So like I'm I'm 28 right. So like I still come from a, a, a era where like my my older brother my brother is 13 years older than me. So I remember having to steal or mm. borrow his cassettes and yeah. CDs and like literally like the only way possible to hear music was by it being like like you were forced to listen to it in full all the yeah. way through all the time. Right. When you're in a car, you literally had to have a CD booklet right. for all the things you wanted to hear. So exactly. like it was like you really like engaged with what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. As opposed to now like I remember when like Frank Ocean's album came out and don't get me wrong, Blonde was amazing. Um and I love Frank. But people were like writing articles about it being the greatest R&B effort <laughs> yeah like, like in, the 20 of the decade yeah, yeah, yeah. within like 18 hours and it's like yo you couldn't even listen to it that many yeah. times in its entirety yeah like mm-hmm. how are you like calling this shit like a classic and like giving it all this praise and it's just like yo like sit with that shit yeah. sit with it and so I think that's the only thing that sometimes like pisses me off about hip hop um, well, is how but quickly we are to and like, which is which is also due to once again, um, yo, we live in a world now where we digest and consume information 140 characters at a time. Yeah, right. And so, yeah. so everything is so much faster. Um, but once again, like you, like yo, I'm I'm from an era that, you know, exists before this time where, yeah, where you had to wait until the issue came in stands to read the review. Yeah, right. Yeah, for like sure. Like before the album dropped, like you had yo the uh, yo the 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 vibe or the source of the double XL it a drop. Yeah, we treat we treat music like like Yelp ratings now. Yeah, like you'll read a mm-hmm. review on what someone thinks of it before you even go listen to it yeah. yourself. It's popcorn. It's like, yo, come it's, on, it's, 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 it's instant ready meal ready. That's not support. Nah. You know? mm. So. Mm. But at the same time, like I said earlier, listen to what you want to listen to. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, there. You can find it. Yeah. So, Well, yo, man, we're about to wrap up. Um, yo, can we still go get some pizza? Yo, spi- <laughs> yo spicy squares. Yo, spicy yo, squares yo, yo, the first bomb. move we're making, we're about to go to Prince Street Pizza. We're going to get some spicy squares. I got you. Um, Word. But um, I have one final question before we wrap. Mm-hmm. What are you working towards? <laughs> When it's all said and done, the, the, the blood, the sweat, and the tears, the energy, and the passion that you're putting into your craft mm-hmm. right now, what are you working towards? Like, what is, what, is, what is it that you want to look back on when it's all said and done? 
Uh, I just want to wear Vans and dirty T-shirts for the rest of my life. That's cute. Keep it a buck with me. Um, really? What are you working towards? I mean, I want to be great. You know, I want to, I want to be happy. In regards to like my field, um, I want my company and my brand to be able to be something that um, allows me to just be happy and provide for my family mm-hmm. while still pushing the culture and providing opportunities to help push the culture with me. Um, and I just, I, I just, I never want to, I never want to not have joy in what I'm doing every day. Um, obviously that's in the world of photography um, that comes with shooting, that comes with, you know, to North and, um, yeah, man, I just, it's, it's no specific field, it's no specific job, it's, it's, I think it's just more so, like, I want to remain creative and not ever feel like I'm boggled down, I don't ever want to mm-hmm. feel like I can't, and I guess that, that also, you know, consists of a, of a financial aspect, like, sure. but for me, like, it's not about, like, um, the 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 monetary gain because you because this it, is something you the love monetary to do. gain I want that for the opportunities and experiences right. and joy that comes with it like mm-hmm. I want to be able to naturally yeah like when the day comes where I have children I want to be able to you know have the summer vacations that I never had right. you know across the country right. or across the world mm-hmm. without a second thought or or you know hesitation yeah you know and um, and yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of cubicles, so I don't ever want to <laughs> be in one of those. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I just want to keep pushing the brand. I want to keep pushing myself, and I don't ever want to feel like I'm not striving. Yeah. You know? All right. I hope that answers that. It does. Thank you. Word. Um, yo, that's it. Tight, man. That's it. Um, yo, I'm so happy I came out here to do this. Yo, me too, man. I, I, I really want to support. I really, really believe in what you're doing with this. Yo, thank you, man. So, and and uh, yo, m- m- more than you know that 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 means a great deal. Yeah, to man. Me. Like this is fucking amazing, and there's so many voices that I feel need to be heard, and um, I'm glad that you're providing a platform for that. Thank you, man. You know what I mean? That I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, you called me after the first show, um, after the first show aired. Um, you gave me feedback, and um, yo, man, you was like, yo, this is cool. This is what you need to work on. <laughs> this, this, this is what you, this is how you can be better. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just want you to know, like, I appreciate you. You inspire me. You push me. Um, you're my friend. You're my brother. And um, yo, man, I'm, I'm extremely off proud the of strength. You. Yo, off the strength. Keep it a butt. Yo, I hope my voice sounded deep enough. On this <laughs> I've heard my voicemails before. It probably, it, 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 it probably, it probably did not. <laughs> um, but yo, man, I just, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate, man, to be able to have this, this conversation with you, man, and, and, um, and, and to be able to tell you, you know, in person into your face how much you've impacted me and affected me creatively, um, contribute to the show unknowingly and unwittingly. Um, yo, man, and uh, yo, thanks, man, and. Yeah, that's it, y'all. Um, 
once again, yo, this is uh, this has been episode seven. This is for those who know. Um, Justin, real quick for our you know close out. Where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Um, uh, they can find me in LA. Uh, no, they can find me. Um, my Instagram is Smitson S M I T S O N, uh, and my what's the website? If people, if people my are website LA. for Two North is Two North LA dot com. Uh, the Instagram for Two North is at Two North LA. Um, and yeah, I don't have Twitter because I don't have time for that. <laughs> Um, that shit is way too time consuming. <laughs> it is. I spend <laughs> way too much of my time on there. But, but yeah. I think uh, my next shorty is somewhere in one of them tweets. All right. Uh-oh. Yo. Um, <laughs> yo. Yeah, man, hit me up. If you need to come to LA and shoot something, hit me up. Yo. And uh, all right, y'all. I know. So with that, um, yo, as always, yo, rate, review, share. Um, please, five stars only. Because um, as I've said, I do believe I'm giving you five-star quality content. <laughs> um, so, um, yo, and, um, you know, we're going to end like this. Um, continue to push the needle, stretch the margins, shift the culture. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Um, shout out to Sway Jury as the music rides out. Y'all, this is for those who know. Peace!